Much of Alexander the Great's success has been attributed to his desire for not only conquest, but also for the pursuit of knowledge. This attitude was adopted by many of his generals and contemporaries, where it became a sign of nobility to have large and extensive libraries. In the city that bears his name, Alexandria, Alexander's companion Ptolemy I became king of Egypt after Alexander's death and decided to continue his former friend and king's legacy of learning. At the time, Alexandria was the largest city in the Western world, and it was the ideal place for a grand library to be built. Not only a library, but an institute where scholars from all over the Hellenistic world would be invited to study and lecture on areas like astronomy, mathematics, history, and medicine. Thousands of translations of ancient Egyptian texts and early Greek histories would come to be housed within its walls. The exact location of this grand library is now a mystery. Rumors of its destruction and the vast volumes of knowledge lost have haunted historians and archaeologists to this very day. This case file joined the theorists as they search for the knowledge of all the lost liquors within the halls of the Library of Alexandria. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File. 178, the Library of Alexandria. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I am Andrew. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Sounded like the opening of like talk radio. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I wanted to, I, I was, every single week I forget to tell you, Zell, that when we're doing the intro, if we can just pause on everyone for a second, it makes when I'm making trailers so much easier because mm. half the time you cut in the middle of you saying like, I'm Zell, and then it'll flash to Dan at the end. It makes it so hard to edit, but whatever. It's okay, let's do it again. Take two. Ready? Want to take, take two? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 178. The Library of Alexandria. <laughs> I'm Brayden. I'm Zell. <laughs> I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's a really oh, good this one. Is, this is going to be a good one. Crack your beers. <sighs> enjoy enjoy our ATT on a Saturday night. It's, it's going to be a little sloppier than normal because it's a Saturday night. Also, it's a fan pick of the month. Oh, wow. um, your Patreon supporter, uh, $10 tier. Ron Pond approved. Is it Ron Pond approved above? Ron Pond approved above. Uh, you get to dictate where the show goes once a month. We put up some topics from the ever growing, ever expansive list, and those people decide what the last case file of the month we're going to do, or one of the case files of the month. This week, 
was voted on by you, the fans. So if it the sucks, it's your fucking yeah, fault. It's all, it's your <laughs> you guys fault. blew it. All right? You dropped the ball. We, we put this on one yourself. on there because we thought you wouldn't vote for it. And you'd vote the Alaskan ghost town. But no. <laughs> I mean, I put it on there because people were legitimately asking for it. So I said, okay, I'll put it on there. It's highly requested. We gave you the layup. All you had to do was fucking dunk that shit. And yeah. you didn't. You dropped the ball. Brick. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this topic. Technically, I mean, it's like, I think it's okay. <laughs> I just hope you brought your learning pants. Grab a notepad and a pen. Yeah, you're, to fucking you're, going learn today. you're going to learn. Light, your, light up. Crack a beer. Sit back and listen to the, the master class of the Library of Alexandria. You mean the master class? <laughs> yeah, master class. This is fucking drunk, drunk class. Drunk. It's drunk history. It's drunk history. We stole the show. Yeah, but worse. <laughs> but worse. Yeah, 100% worse. That show is actually fucking amazing. It's because those are actually historians. Show. This yeah. is more like, hey, there's a guy who really likes history and he's going to get guys who really like history and are getting really drunk and are going to talk about this. Not not guys. Not guys love history. Just a couple. A couple on the show. Yeah, I fucking hate history. <laughs> We all know this. History And that sucks. is why you are doomed to repeat, to repeat it. it. <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's a, it's a fun topic. It's been highly requested. So we had to get to it eventually, and this is the month. Oh, yeah. How do, we, how do we want to start this? How do we want to go through the tale of the Library of Alexandria? Daniel's got right a beautiful timeline. It's just lovely. Basically, well, like, I think everyone knows, spoiler alert, fucking burned down. <laughs> Uh, it's gone. But like, what? Well, it's Wait not there anymore. It's not there. <laughs> but how I, you know, one well, thing we can we can kind of talk about beforehand is like losing that library would be uh, it's, almost it's like actually pronounced library. Library. It's library. Everybody knows no, that. No. Losing that library, and then is like akin to like all of a sudden today, we losing everything on the internet, just like overnight, like boom. All the knowledge on the internet gone. Well, like regionally, like that, if there was like a regional internet, I guess. If it were like, I, I saw the comparison of it losing like uh, the copyright library of the UK. Kind of. Like, who, who, who fucking cares about that? <laughs> I mean, but okay, when you say regionally though, like this, this was the Mine sounded way of the better. fucking world back then. You know what Western I mean? So world. I think it would be a little bit more, well, the Western world, I think it would be more expansive than just like a local. Okay, well, let's say like a country or, or like a, a small a small portion of like, what, so what? Come on. North and, Northern Africa. This is the hub of the Western world. Everywhere else at this point in time, they're all savages. Okay? Wow. There's no other books I mean, anywhere. No one wrote. <laughs> no, there's just savages. Everybody's eating with their hands. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean... No, but <laughs> no, but maybe. Oh, really? Were you there, Dan? <laughs> yeah, well, Zell was. I mean, Zell was. I'm telling you, it was a pretty nice place, actually. There you go. Pretty good, pretty good place. <laughs> a lot of cool buildings. Uh, the Library of Alexandria is a highly requested topic uh, in, in most paranormal circles because it is, like Braden said, uh, often uh, said that when the Library of Alexandria, Alexandria, suffered its destruction there, there's always this there's always this kind of um uh story or a lot of uh scientists and i think a lot of people get it from carl sagan's cosmos there's like uh there's a segment where carl sagan kind of talks about the library of alexandria and how it was this 
uh, wonderful hub of knowledge. As Andrew said, uh, it was the uh, largest and one of the most magnificent libraries in the Western world at the time when it was founded. And for you know almost a thousand years, it was the place for you know philosophers, for scientists of the ancient Hellenistic world and, and almost like proto-Roman pagan uh, republic uh, empire to kind of come together and put all their ideas together so there was just this idea that when it when it was destroyed when it was lost all of this knowledge that was accumulated within the library of alexandria within the scrolls uh which are which some historians a lot of academics are we're not even really sure but Estimates kind of uh, float between either forty thousand scrolls nah, to four hundred thousand more scrolls. Yeah, forty thousand doesn't seem like enough scrolls in my mind. I want right. to. I want to see aisles and aisles of scrolls. Yeah, but you got to remember these fuckers are handwriting all this. Shit. <laughs> I think. I think a lot of uh, some academics have compared it to like in, in relative terms is like a hundred thousand books um, today. Probably one of the most comprehensive libraries in the world is probably the U.S. Library of Congress, where we hold about it, it's the, a thought about sixteen million books. I was gonna say a hundred thousand. I got more books than that on my fucking Kindle. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and you've read three. Three. Seven. That's giving me credit, dude. Oh, only three. <laughs> Two and a half. I don't even think I've read three books. In my, are we talking chapter books? Because I read the fuck out <laughs> of picture books. Picture books. Picture books yeah. yeah. Comic yeah. books. What? Well, Oh yeah, it's the one thing I didn't know though is when I before I started looking into it, I just thought it was a straight up library. But it was like a fucking amusement park, man. It, they had fucking <laughs> animals and shit. They had the world's oldest tractor. Like they had everything. It was an amusement park for the Minnesota Iceman. Was also exhibited there. It was an amusement park for intellectuals, basically. They had like 100%. everything, and it was cool too because like. It was really good for, let's say, Greek scholars because they didn't have to abide by the laws in their country. Because you go to Europe, like, for example, in Greece, it was illegal to do any type of dissection. You couldn't cut a human body up and examine anything where you go to Egypt, where Alexandria is, and you have fucking you've been dissecting bodies for fucking thousands of years before that. Right. For mummification and, and, and right. purposes exactly. such as this. Yeah. Right. Um, repository, they just have just as you're going through, they're like, and here's the day slave. If anyone wants to uh, perform an autopsy, no big deal. Well, I'm sure they had an abundance of dead bodies, too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah without the, a doubt. The Library of Alexandria uh, was founded sometime. Uh, they're not really sure when it was uh the exact date of when it was founded it's sometime but it's it's put sometime within the third century bc so sometime between 300 and 250 bc it was founded by the ptolemaic uh dynasty so uh the first ptolemy who was a general in alexander the great's army uh he was after alexander the great's death he took over alexandria so, so um he's right after cheese. alexander's death this is the beginning of the Hellenistic period. This is where you get all of the kind of pretty much everything within the Mediterranean or the kind of like Greek area. It That's where you get all this kind of Greek stuff. Like if you're not familiar with Hellenistic period, which uh, is pretty wild too, because it's like, so 
Alexander the Great dies and let's like his his empire expands like nothing we've ever seen at this point in time. Right. And he dies. And then he's basically got all these generals and whatnot to be like, all right, who gets what? I guess we have to fight and find out. Right. So like Dan was saying, Ptolemy is the one that was able to fucking conquer Egypt and take over. Right. And Ptolemy laid the groundwork for the first library. Ptolemy the first we know that was uh, he he was very much in line with Alexander the Great's thinking where it was more Alexander the Great had been tutored by Aristotle, one of the most famous minds in you know history of the Western world and put a great value on knowledge. Uh, knowledge is power. They, right. they say that's why he was exec- as successful in battle. Right. It's because he was educated in other facets of life. Right. Right. He was a yeah. very much a warrior poet. He was somebody who, who put a value on just knowing everything. You know, if you if you know a lot of stuff, you know, it makes things easier, not just like, you know, military battles. But if you, you know, you know, history, you understand these things, um, you take in what your senses see. And you apply them to, you know, what's going on. You understand history. You understand other cultures. You know, it, it helps you with these. Alexandria was the largest city in the Western world. Like until Rome became a, a true like metropolis, you know, ancient metropolis, like Alexandria was the largest city in the ancient world. As far as I know. Like how, how big, like how big was like, like a million people? Like how big was this place? I don't know. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I really don't know. But it, that's what I saw for most people was like Alexandria because it was it. Like Alexandria was named after Alexander the Great. He made it his capital because uh, actually the primary reason that he made it is because it was such a great, yeah, it was a great naval base because it had a very natural harbor. Um, You had a a very good place to like place your ships and you had great access. Would it be protected? Yeah. Right. And you had a great access to the Mediterranean, easy way, you know, out into the Mediterranean itself. And the thing about Alexandria too is that he wanted that to be his legacy. You're, that's what he, how he wanted to be remembered. He wanted to make that the new hub of the Western civilization. But didn't there, wasn't there like a bunch of cities named Alexandria because he conquered so many places like named after him? I mean, I mean, there's an Alexandria, Texas. Texas. I think basically he just kept <laughs> there's conquering Alexandria, places. Virginia, and there's not, it's not. I think he kept conquering places and he's like, oh, this is Alexandria for sure. Yeah, and then he conquered somewhere way better, cooler. Yeah. And he's like, no, this one's better. That's old Alexandria. This is this is new. This is the one that Alexandria. Are this you telling better? me that Alexander the Great landed in West Virginia? It's Mountain Mama? <laughs> How else is he going to find Mountain Mamas? Northern Virginia. Some tells me he liked Mountain Papas too, but that's fine. <laughs> To each their own, it's different. So Ptolemy and, uh, establishes the Ptolemaic dynasty, uh, which they begin to uh, establish this entire, not only the library itself, uh, he begins collecting all of the scrolls and everything within the uh, within Alexandria itself, but he also has his scholars and things, invites um, great minds of the time to come in and actually translate scrolls like old Egyptian scrolls because Alexandria located in Egypt is a great place and it becomes this great crossroads of cultures. So you have the ancient Egyptian culture, which has been around nigh like at this point, like 3000 years already. Um, And then you have the Greek culture, which is now becoming the more dominant of the, of the two. And then you uh, you have all these Greek scholars taking Egyptian writings, Egyptian papyri and everything and, and bringing them into the library and translating them. 
And not only that, uh, there is this uh, well-known kind of anecdote where uh, the Ptolemy made a passed a law where each time a ship arrived into the harbor, the librarians would be the first ones on the ship. So the librarians from the library would would actually go to these ships, every ship that docked at Alexandria, and they would go in and they would search for books, <laughs> transcripts, scrolls. Well, and scrolls. Anything. It's like you... You wouldn't. They would be like, "You're not coming on. Like, you're not allowed to dock unless you provide us with your scrolls and books. We're gonna make a copy. We're gonna give you the new copy, and we're gonna keep the the old, outdated, like fucking. I like that. Sea battered one. As soon as as soon as I read that, Rob Schneider popped in my head. Making copies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's know, a, oh, go such ahead, a good idea. It's such a good idea, though. I mean, like. One, you can you get every all information coming. Like the, the ships are like, oh yeah, we get a brand new copy, perfect. But like, also never talked about. It. I was like, you could easily doctor yeah, the copies that you're sending that. back. Well, right? Like you could be did, like, you could take this information that they've given and be like, hmm. that's a pretty that's a pretty good find. We're not writing that back on this copy. Like here, <laughs> lose well, a few pages. The other thing that popped into my head is, what if they were looking for something? Like what? And they didn't want to tell anybody. Like a you know what I mean? Like what if they were looking for thing? some type of some fucking secret documentation? You know what I mean? Or something that they're like they know its value, but nobody else does, and they're searching for it, and they don't want to put it out and be like, "We're looking for this," because if they did, it would tip them off. The Glocka. <laughs> well, exactly. Maybe they, <laughs> what happens? They have fucking ancient documents of the fucking Anunnaki's arrival or some shit like that, man. Like you never know something fucking wild like that. So that's the reason for the full blanket, like, search and seize of all literature is looking for something. Yeah. And just not wanting people to know exactly what you're looking for. Yep. Um, perhaps. And it also is that knowledge and the actually like the these uh, having these scrolls, having access to these uh, these documents actually in the ancient world was considered like a, a, a like was considered a, a sign of status like having more books. Uh, you know so many scrolls access to this knowledge was actually considered something that it's like you know royalty would want to do this so at the time that when the, the library was first established it, it was almost a sign of wealth that you would have all of these scrolls that you would have enough money to pay people because they actually did pay people they would they would not only collect scrolls from ships incoming but they would send out scholars from the library to other cities so they would send them to places like athens and they would uh they would pay athens like I, we would like to um purchase or at least borrow some of your treatises from people like plato from socrates things like this and they bring them back and they would transcribe them and they would send them back so they would pay them um you know, Florence or whatever, whatever the, uh, the currency was at the time. I can't remember. I, and, and then return them like, or hopefully return them or to, to their origin cities. I would imagine you'd have to, because when you think about it at this point in time in the world, how many fucking people could read? Not That's many. A good question. You know what I mean? Yeah, like six. you got to think about that. Like you're, these people you're sending out are your fucking assets. You know well, what I mean? At, like at this time too, like, in some cultures, like you were, f it was forbidden for people to learn to read because they didn't want people to learn. Right. right? It because was, it was uh, a sign of status, but, but also then you could control the power, right? If you have all the information written down, 
and you make sure like a certain population or a certain culture like cannot read then right you have hidden information from them from for oh, man i grew up in the wrong era dude i would have fucking sailed right through that shit would have been perfect oh you mean i don't have to read hello perfect. i don't yeah. gotta do math what else do i not have to do this is perfect yeah. Yeah, reading and writing back then was almost akin to magic. Uh, being able to 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 read and and write out these things was very. It was like a mysterious kind of thing. And scribes back then, philosophers, scientists, uh, those people that 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 occupied the 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 academic spheres were almost like rock stars. These dudes were like you know basically it, demigods because it, it's it just is like, it is magic. You know we, we've normalized reading so much. But we we've made up little fucking ink blots that are meaningless. <laughs> They're meaningless that we all understand. Like it is magic. You know, you know how easy it must have been back in the day just to be like everybody's gathered around. You grab a fucking little papyrus. You got your papyrus and it's a bunch of squiggles on it. And be like, this is what this says. This for is sure. This is the oh, word of God. Me. Oh, dude. I'm fucking slick and nobody fucking knows. You're completely talking about your been ass. Me. I would have had my book and I would have been like, bow to me one time. That's as the stars shone down from the sky. And every, every, like, I don't know what the hell this says. No, but no, no nobody fucking knows. They'll be like, Braden, Braden, yeah. Braden. You fucking that, perfect. That's 95% of religion back in the day. You got, oh, you got a book that you can read and only the people, the high ranking members of your church can read and you can say whatever the fuck you want. This yeah, part right it, here says yeah. that you're supposed to give me all your goats and your women. I got a new conspiracy. And I don't think anyone can read. Everyone, everyone, We're all making it up. <laughs> it's like this conspiracy that no one sees the same color. Everyone, re yeah. everyone reads different, but somehow it works. Yeah. Uh, so this was very much, um, I mean, your your guys's, you know, assessment of the attitude of the time is it's probably yeah pretty correct that it was like having people you you only wanted the people to kind of have access that were. Uh, you know, very much in your own interest in, in terms of like royalty, because the the Library of Alexandria actually wasn't just like a public library. It wasn't like anybody could just walk in from, you know, historical accounts. The the Library of Hilly Alexandria was actually part of a larger institute, which was known as the uh, which was known as the Museon, which was located in the royal quarter of Alexandria. And a lot of the, uh, you know, actually all of the scholars and things that worked within the library, within the Museon, uh, this actual, it, it was like a research institute. You had lecture halls, you had places for uh, the reading rooms, all these things that, that, that scholars could come into. But those scholars who worked there, it was very much like controlled by the royalty. They were paid stipends, they were paid uh, by you know the tall the Ptolemies, the the rulers, the ruling class of uh, of Alexandria at the time. So they were very much the information that was disseminated, the information that came out was very much controlled by the ruling class. Well, right. everybody knows the first rule of Maison, Maison was don't talk about it. Like everybody had that fucking that was pretty hard, man. Is that what the city is called? Maison? Is that how you pronounce it? The Mosean? Mosean. Mosean. First rule about Mosean is you don't talk about Mosean. It talks about right? Mosean. You know what I thought? <laughs> Jesus. You know what I found cool about that is that it's actually named after the ancient Greek muses, which we, we talked about on the Kashuk records. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Which Those are the people that told us who put the Gladi Gladiator, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, it's, it's just dedicated. They're like the goddesses in ancient Greek of like, Fuck, I love what is it? Uh, <laughs> literature, science, and the arts. So that includes music, poetry, and everything. So like... 
this one place dedicated to these go the goddesses, the muses, which harbor all of human, pretty much human creativity, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yep. And and also, uh, additionally, you had not only did the library uh, in its heyday, uh, at its pinnacle, it expanded beyond even the walls of the actual royal quarter, and they actually established an additional site, which they called the Serapeum, which was the uh, it was but it served as both a temple to the Greco Egyptian god Serapis, and it also housed scrolls from the Library of Alexandria. So it was kind of like almost like a warehouse. It was, Plus, it was, it was also a temple. It was an overflow from the fucking library. It's basically like the outlet store <laughs> next to it. They're like, this is all the shit that didn't sell. Clear so and put it over in this one. It's all on clearance. See clearance racks. <laughs> right. But I also found it very interesting that the Serapam dedicated to Serapis. Serapis was actually a god that it's like they almost just made up. They he's almost an amalgamation of the like the the ox god of Egyptian culture and like their sun god and kind of mixed together with like some some esoteric Greek god and they just kind of meshed them together and they're like as long as this guy is the guardian day. of alexandria <laughs> hmm. so you had all these people coming together uh you had people studying within uh the library of alexandria you attracted all these scholars from all around the the classical greek world at the time um you had people like um <laughs> you had people like uh euclid Archimedes, Eratosthenes, Eratosthenes. I can't even say er, his name. It's er, so hard. Eratosthenes or something, right? Eratosthenes. 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 So if you don't, if all these guys are mathematicians, pretty much, isn't Eratosthenes is the guy who calculated the radius or the circumference of the Earth? Right, the circumference right? of the Earth within a few miles. Mm -hmm. within, yes. Yeah, within two hundred miles, two thousand three hundred years ago. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mind blasting. Yep. Insanity. Uh, Euclid, Euclidean geometry. Wait, what, no, like, not 300 years ago. Way longer than that. <laughs> no, 300 BC yeah, is what he's yeah, saying. 2,300. Like, yeah. That's fucking nuts. When was, when did that, like, how long did it take for fucking... Guys like Got it. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take what? Sorted it out. Like, how long did it take for that to become fucking popular culture around the world? Well, I think it like that. I think was it Galileo? Who the fuck was it? That no, I think it was popular. I think it was po probably popular culture until like the dark ages lost all information and the church took over. And then the church, God was a earth was a center of the universe. And then it took us another 300, 400 years to get back to realize. Right. I think, I think heliocentrism also, uh, there are reports that, uh, there are some scholars that say that at least one. Uh, of the scholars, ah, fuck, I can't remember his name right now, but it, he studied at the Library of Alexandria as well, and he also proposed the idea of heliocentrism uh, before, like, way, 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 way before you had, like, Galileo and all them, where it's yeah. like, the Earth revolves around the sun, not the other way around. Um, but his theory back then was not widely accepted. You know, all the other Greek uh, scientists were like, you fucking moron, like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they still thought they're like, okay, maybe the yeah, we live on a ball, but the ball is the center and everything fl sure. flips yeah, around yeah, us. Yeah. I seem to remember reading too that there was someone there, I can't remember the name, but that had early fucking designs for a fucking steam powered engine. I, I briefly stumbled across that. I wasn't sure if that was just the internet making stuff up or not, but no, that is true. That's, um, that's oh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head and I didn't put it in my notes, but something uh, to these. 
But yeah, no, they had um, John Deere, <laughs> world's oldest tractor. World's oldest tractor. He didn't. He didn't necessarily big. He didn't steam necessarily build the plans or have the plans for the steam engine. But it was just like a steam thing. It's basically power. like a ball, um, like a bronze ball or something. And then with like two outlets on each side. And then you just kind of put water in it. And then you would heat it over a fire. And then it would like spin. Like, cause the outlets were put on opposite sides, like oh. angled opposite of each other. So you just have like this kind of, so it was like spinning rudimentary, thing, wasn't it, yeah. rudimentary steam power, but no, not like actual engine Ball. yet. Right. Right. So you'd like the principle of having mm. like things moved by steam. And, uh, again, you had a brilliant inventors like Archimedes who invented the Archimedes screw. It said that, you know, legend says that he watched when he was studying at the library of Alexandria, he observed the rising and the falling of the Nile that gave him the idea for the, uh, for the Archimedes screw being able to irrigate, uh, you know, fields that were slightly above water level, you could just, you know, screw them. So, <laughs> fucking screw them, man. So this this place was just a melting pot of all the, pretty much the world. All the dance in the world. All the all the re, all, all the, the dance. All the maesters of these Dude, times. Dude, it legit was the Citadel from Game of Thrones. Hundred percent. That's where they <laughs> stole it from. Except for nobody's wearing sweet chains that we know of. So you know these guys. They are, probably were wearing sweet chains. And we don't know. And we don't even know what this fucking library looks like. It, well, yeah, it's no. Nope. It's, we're gonna get to it, but it's been burnt. But it's probably it, this place was probably a fucking party for the academics Relax about the burning. Yeah, indubitably. Was it burned? Was it really burned? Well, I mean, but yeah, like we said before, these dudes were the rock stars of their age. So it very much, I would think, <laughs> when I picture it in my head, it's a bunch of dudes just like getting wasted and getting high and being like, "Hey, you nerds, know what? fucking rule!" <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude, you want to go to the forum and scope out some hotties? Like, yeah, bro, I got this fucking trees I just made up. It's a real fucking toga dropper. I got it. <laughs> toga <Yeah>! dropper. <laughs> bump. Mm, Fuck you know. yeah. Yeah, I can very much see that that as a real thing. It's just Fuck like. Yeah. Can you smoke yeah. papyrus? Roll that shit yeah. up? Yeah, what, what? Well, I know at least at least the one they talked about. Um, I got a new mathematic formula. I want to fucking Try out, brah. Let's fucking rage, wasn't it, bro. Wasn't, wasn't the bush there? Let's do some fucking calculus. Yeah. Is it, isn't there a bush in that area, like Egypt and uh, like around that, like southeast Mediterranean, like the? You mean the talking bush that talks to Moses? Yeah. The what? Like the what's the? Is it what's the bush called? What's it called? Is it that bush that you talk well, about? There's there's a, there's a type of berry. Is there, there a bush a that God lights on fire? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of bushes. That area. No, there's a there's a hallucin back then. Yeah, there's a hallucin a hallucinogenic <laughs> bush there that has berries or something, and that's they do say like maybe that's how a lot of these stories originated. Like people took these hallucinogens and they're like, ah, fucking God's talking to me through this bush, man. But they ended up these berries. It just, just this just came to me, but I'm gonna search it really quick after this. But possibly these guys are all doing that. What do we got to do to library. get some of these berries? I mean, sure, yeah, getting wrecked and and whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure it helped. It's not like, <laughs> bro, that's um, a, we're wasting our time. We're doing a podcast on Saturday night. We should be eating fucking Jesus Bush berries and doing math. Yeah, that'd be way cooler. Yeah, that's yeah. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> yeah, way better. Uh, it, it is just it, it kind of blows my mind that you had all these people there uh, studying all these things. And also another thing that really comes up is that 
the establishment of like the first kind of uh, organization for a library comes from the Library of Alexandra. You had this guy, um, uh, you had this guy called <laughs> by the Greek scholar named of Callimachus of Cyrene, and he established the Pinnacles, oh, the Pinnex, or the, the Pinnacles, right? Yeah. Which is the oldest known library catalog in history. So, because you had all these scrolls, because you had all these. Uh, you know, topics of, of discussion and you always had people coming through, you needed some way to be able to find all these, Wait, you know, to, to find out what you're is it looking for. Is it better than the Dewey Decimal System? It's gotta I be. I mean, probably not. I, Dewey Decimal <laughs> System is pretty fucking rad. Dude, I like it. it I'm yeah, fine it was it. basically fucking invented there because before they used to just fucking, sounds like they just threw the scrolls in the fucking shelves and they're like, we have the largest collection of information, but we have no fucking idea. <laughs> Can't fucking find it. We can't find anything. And then so you I, like finish, you finish copying all these fucking things and you, and you, just, you, and you just, get all these you beautiful things and you just walk it. in this room and huck it. And <laughs> just toss it. And then this guy, I don't remember his name, but I think his name was Dewey Decimus. <laughs> and he fucking organized, he, he spent years organizing it. And he's like, listen, right? A, then B, and C. <laughs> We're going by author, point zero by zero subject. One, point zero zero two. Erotic <laughs> fiction goes over there. <laughs> it's like, why is like 80% of this library erotic fiction? <laughs> you got to go through like those fucking sweet, like fucking curtains to get over to the erotic fiction back yeah, in the day. The <laughs> Some beaded <laughs> curtains. But yeah. everybody, everybody hears when you go back there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Shame. Man. <laughs> oh, Results in flogging. Yep. So it. yeah, it's it is a uh, amazing place, and there's a lot of uh, innovations and, and things that took place within the Library of Alexandria. But the thing is, is that now it's lost. She gone. She gone. All right. Just before she we get gone. to the theories of why, well, I mean, there's a central theory why everyone thinks, oh, it must have burned down, mm -hmm. but there might be more what? to that so let's take a quick beer break we'll be right back so this is very much like an indiana jones kind of situation where you have this amazing library that is mentioned in histories and anecdotes throughout uh, throughout ancient history and you know scholars know about it it's been mentioned in stories and histories from ancient scholars but we don't know where it is it's gone. gone there is no the only the only piece that actually survives is what we mentioned before the serapeum that's the only part that they've actually found uh that has been excavated partially uh by archaeologists was the sarah palin yeah sarah, sarah palin <laughs> Sarah Palin? Yeah, her political career needs to be excavated. <laughs> Not really. Just leave it buried. I don't fucking yeah. leave it down there. Um, but you you don't have any real... I We don't have any real idea where it is now. So wait, they... Uh, or we, what it looks like. We don't even know what it looks like. No, we don't. So wait, there's no... Like, they never found foundations or anything where they... Because this, this would have been a huge building. 
right? Well, we found foundations, but we don't know that it's the fucking. We library. don't know what because we have we don't know what it looks like, so we can't like match the foundations with a, like a building plan or anything. There's no right. We we have general ideas of like how far away the fucking library was from the docks and stuff like that, but we have no idea ex the exact site. So there are all these foundations, but we don't know which one is the library. It could have been a, right. a combination of a bunch of buildings, or it could have been the one building itself. There's no way to tell. Right. Alexandria very much has the same problem that you have in kind of like Rome, where it's uh, in modern day Rome, where it's a ton of things are buried underneath the city. You have cities built on top of cities mm. on top of cities. I know when I went to Rome and like we went to we went to some church like out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And then you went down like if you, we just like walked down some stairs or something into the basement and you went like three or four stories down and there were just like buildings just what like buried underneath this church they, they were built on top like, of them yeah is it's that just, dude it's like in futurama when they're like new york too is old new york. new york yeah, yeah it's built, yeah. old new york <laughs> well yeah. isn't, isn't that the same with san francisco though isn't san francisco on top of some part of like old san francisco the uh possibly i don't know if it's san francisco remember reading that there was in lethal protector Venom's first solo run. There's like a whole little city underneath. <laughs> There's a whole fucking a homeless, the homeless <laughs> empire wrong, that lives underneath well, there. A, lo a lot of places like like old places like that is it'd be less labor to like just fill it in and build on top than to try and smash it apart all the stones and get them out of there. So it's like, yeah, let's just fill it in and build on top. No big deal. Who cares? No one's right. ever going to see this. So we have no idea where it is, but there is this idea that persists that because th that there was some singular catastrophic catastrophic event that happened that destroyed the library completely and there's always this idea i i know i i hear this quote a lot and i know i've said it a couple of times where it's like the library was burnt down destroyed yeah. uh, was destroyed and we lost you know a thousand it's usually like a thousand that's usually what i hear is usually like, like a thousand it set us years. back a thousand a right, thousand exactly years. exactly so looking into it you know historians uh uh from from what we have of like histories that were recorded at the time events that were that we have documentation of it's that the library itself, the Library of Alexandria, the great Library of Alexandria, did not suffer any really singular catastrophe that led to the instant loss of everything in its collection. There was no singular event. So it wasn't that we know of. Contrary to popular belief, it wasn't just lit on fire and burnt to the ground in one devastating fire. Right. That's what every, so that's what everyone thinks about when you hear about Alexandria is like, yeah, we had all this knowledge, thousands and thousands of scrolls, and one night it was burnt and we lost everything. It was like a combination of, of events. So it's like fucking Independence Day, man. That's what I think. <laughs> Just exploded. <laughs> ship came above. Welcome <laughs> to Egypt. Yeah. Oh. Like, you know, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> blew up the fucking library of alexandria they but just pieced just out just like just like every great lie though there's always that little kernel of truth mm -hmm. right because there is there was a fire right right there were there were actually a couple of events that caused uh significant damage to which could have been considered significant damage to the library 
uh, for example, for example, in 48 BC, when Julius Caesar, uh, during Julius Caesar's siege of Alexandria, there was a event where his troops actually set fire to enemy ships, Egyptian ships that were within uh, within the port of Alexandria. And when they did this, uh, an unintended consequence was that they actually burned the fires from the ships, spread onto the docks, and actually spread to warehouses that were associated with the Museon, with it, with the Library of Alexandria, where they had perhaps been uh, storing scrolls at the time. Okay. okay. So a little background on this situation, right? So what the fuck is Julius Caesar doing in Egypt? So at this point in time... 48 BC, there's a civil war in Rome, right? So while Caesar's off fighting in Gaul, which is that France, Dan? That's France, right? Gaul. France, Germany, yeah. So he's so so Caesar's off trying to conquer Gaul. Back in Rome, Pompey is kind of just leading his own little fucking takeover of Rome while Caesar's away. Caesar comes back. Pompey's like, I am no match for Caesar. I need to get the fuck out of here. He flees. Where does he go? of many different places where he ends up getting his ass kicked, which soon leads him to Egypt. And so what happens in Egypt, so at this point in time in Egypt, Egypt's being ruled by, like, we're talking, so we talk, we already mentioned the Ptolemy, right? We right. talked about Ptolemy one, And they were very we're much, way, they were, yeah. They, they were the longest ruling family in Egypt. Yeah. Like the same family. They, they led for over 300 years. So at this point in time, we have, I don't even know what number of Ptolemy, the child king. Right. And his sister... He's like, I hate Cleopatra. <laughs> and, it, and his sister, who was Cleopatra, right? Mm -hmm. So Caesar chases Pompey all the way to Egypt and tries to fucking track him down. Now, at this point in time, like Pompey and Caesar were very close. They had a really good relationship. Caesar wouldn't have rose to power without Pompey's backing because Pompey brought the military and whatnot. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he wanted to fucking bring this guy in and be tried, but he was also still a Rome, like a member of fucking uh, Roman nobility, Pompey, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So when he finds out that Pompey fled to fucking Egypt, the first thing that Ptolemy, the child king, does is have him beheaded as a gift to Caesar. Mm -hmm. Caesar shows up and is like, that's fucked. That's not okay. <laughs> like, this is, a, this is a Roman nobleman. You can't do that. Can't just chop his so, head off. Exactly. So in doing so, he put a rift with him and Caesar. So Caesar went out of his way to track down his exiled sister at the time, who was Cleopatra. They started fucking stuffing, mm -hmm. you know, one mm -hmm. thing led to another. Yeah. yeah. They kind of formed an alliance against the child King Ptolemy. And that's where we have this burning because they laid siege to Alexandria. And like we talked about before, Alexandria is this amazing port city, right? Caesar mm -hmm. gets there and is automatically outshipped. They're outgunned. They don't have enough. So what do they fucking rely on? Just like Tyrion, fucking hellfire. Oh. Lights everything on fire. Fuck it. Blow it up. Let it burn. But that being said, like, I'm not entirely sure that even the library was affected by that. Like, we hear that there were warehouses that were part of the fucking... I can never the masonry. What Listen, was it again? The museum. Everyone Mizan. would know the library's there. Everyone would know the library's there. At this point in history, that library it has to be valuable. Like any ruling like leader has to see the value in that library. Well, and not like you got to remember too. everything like I've I don't know if, you know, one of, one of the big things when you learn about Caesar, Julius Caesar, is the fact that he idolized Alexander the Great. Right. Absolutely idolized him. 
and he's going to go down and fucking burn down one of his greatest fucking contributions to to the world like and so like in his own words that he says he says uh, his he mentions that he burned a, a fleet in the docks of the city but makes no mention of the fire destroying anything else his account was continued by his lieutenant um alois Heritus, and he basically says the fact that um that any fire damaged the city but he doesn't uh he basically says that the city's basically fireproof nothing's made out of fucking wood at this point in time the only thing that's what I was going to ask, like what, how do, like if, if the ships light on fire, sure. Like, yeah, the sh ships are made of wood, but how from on the water, like how far up, like these are a lot of things that we don't know because we don't know exactly where the library is. Like how far from the water was this place? How would the fire reach? Like, did it burn the dock? The dock burned the boathouse, the boathouse burned some other houses and it just like kept cascading up the hill and burnt like this. These are things we don't know. So, and if they were not built with wood and there was some type, either like a, you know, a mud, like a mud brick walls or like whatever they were built with, like that wouldn't burn. So it's, that's, I, li listen, I, I can't see that a city that had the most knowledge who is basically being like, if you come to the, our port, you have to give us your books because we're going to copy them and put them in this library. They'd fucking just make it as flammable as fuck. <laughs> Like right, Tinder. but but the thing is that was at, at the time of of, of Caesar's uh, a Caesar's siege, that was three hundred years ago, right? So you have like this this long period of time between that three hundred years is you know in human it's a long time you know, in human relativity is a long time. So not for Zell, not for Zell. That's that's a, a few nights. It's a blink. Yeah, it's a blink, yeah, baby. Nothing. Um, the next kind of story that you have is that um, it, it, historians really see that there is no real mention of the library after 260 AD. After that point, you don't really hear much about the library. And the thing is, at this point, uh, you know, later into uh, the Common Era you actually have people to kind of comparing the uh, Alexandria way to thought like the Alexandrian uh, library or those who are educated there. They actually start in a lot of the Western world. They start kind of seeing these people as kind of outdated. They kind of say like, Oh, if you're, you're educated in Alexandria, it's like, ah, you're what's that? like all hat no cattle or something like that it's just like you 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 don't know what you're talking about you're like you're way outdated like hey okay boomer like okay it's like boomer, that, kind of. that was the equivalent of back in the day if you went to the alexandria yeah if you were it's yeah basically you, you're you're texting these fucking guys and you get a green bubble pop up and you're like well, i don't want nothing to do with this fucking green guy. bubble <laughs> has to be an yeah, apple blue guys on a fucking android or some shit no thank you that'd be an apple blue and, and but we do know in 272 ad the emperor aurelian uh, Roman Emperor Aurelian fought to recapture Alexandria from the forces of Queen Zenobia, which is probably another thing that that's a pretty fucking rad story in itself. But they burned that shit. The entire, it's like the Bereshion, the the actual court, the royal quarter that the library, the museum, like all of that stuff was contained in. They leveled that place. They fucking just tore it all down. So, you know, most historians are like, if if the the actual library itself had survived until that day. It was fucking done. It was nuked. 
like then that was the time that was gone <laughs> and there's so many more factions before that too right like when you look at the like Mohammedan era with with omar the caliph he's like fucking stated saying that these you know the books in this library they if they go along with the teachings of muhammad then they're irrelevant we don't need them if they oppose yeah that's a very popular story that is circulated around um around the internet and it was like 642 ad is when uh caliph omar was in alexandria you know this is 600 you know, 400 years after the last mention of the library of alexandria that this play that they are um you know it's not like the the library of alexandria was completely lost and people didn't know about it people knew about it it, it was the only thing it was lost to by the sounds of it is it was lost to fucking irrelevancy yeah right you know what i mean like it just got outdated no one gave a fucking shit about it anymore yeah the internet was new a big thing <laughs> Like People it's like you go fuck. ahead and you 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 hear everything about like oh you know like it was burnt down by Christians Christians destroyed it and it's like <laughs> Christianity wasn't it's even fucking even a thing yet it wasn't even part of the empire it wasn't even at this made point up in time. yet it, well it was made up it, but it wasn't even the the Roman Empire didn't even become Christian until fucking like three thirteen A D yeah there's right? even accounts until, though that they did in the Library of Alexandria we probably do have some uh, we do owe some thanks to the uh, Library of Alexandria and the scribes there because they did translate the original Hebrew Bible. They were responsible for for translating the original Hebrew Bible into Greek, which made it accessible to a lot of other scholars and things like that. So it's like we do kind of, that. that is kind of something that you uh, owe to them. But yeah, Christianity back then was still seen as some kind of like weird cult. <laughs> like back then so it's like christians didn't really burn it down because it was already gone <laughs> like it wasn't there there's nothing to burn okay well when we say like maybe it didn't burn down like what then what what are other theories of like where it just went other than being lost to redundancy or whatever like where did the building or the I, plans where'd they go well like for me i don't know how far into this are we getting into our own theories yet are we getting crazy what's yeah. happening yeah we're pretty much we're, i haven't eaten anything yeah, I've been drinking, ahead, so nice. we're pretty yeah, much getting, getting there now wasted okay so this is what i've been thinking this entire time right so what we know right now we've already kind of touched on it is that to a lot of these cultures at the time the educated and the knowledgeable were fucking the enemy right they're the enemy of religion for the most part Right. In some cultures, not all cultures. Right. And we didn't want our people to be fucking educated knowledgeable. We have stuff like in 415 CE, Hypatia, a um, uh, um, uh, math, mathematician mm -hmm. who studied at the Library of Alexandria. She was studying fucking math. She may was have. murdered. May have. May studied. have. Was murdered. Right. We yeah. have we we have all these accounts of it just not being right. And what happens after the first time that Caesar sacked? Alexandria like that was the first big issue we had right is the the Roman invasion of Egypt what if that started tipping these guys off that hey you know what maybe this is going to be the first of fucking many maybe the maybe the Potomac fucking era is going to end and we don't know what's going to happen and this knowledge isn't going to be safe anymore and we need to protect this so what if they're the ones that fucking took it and said hey you know what it burnt down when Caesar went after this and they took the fucking knowledge out of there in order to protect it and then somehow it either got lost or it's still being protected to this day some other secret order or something's holding the secrets well, 
Exactly, right? Because at this point in time, like these intellectuals know, like, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? I'm from Greece, and when I'm in Greece, I can't do these practices because it's fucking illegal. But now here in Alexandria, it's completely safe and it's good. You know what I mean? Like, how are these other fucking cultures that are going to come over and conquer Egypt? How are they going to they going to take this knowledge? What are they going to do? You know what right. I mean? So it needs to be protected. It needs to be passed along. Okay. Sure. I like that. I don't know. <laughs> um. So yeah, there, there's a lot of things that people speculate, uh, it, knowledge and lost knowledge stuff that were contained within the annals of uh, the Library of Alexandria. One of those things being uh, the records of Atlantis, perhaps. Mm. Um, back then, uh, from what we know, is like the 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 story of Atlantis. You know, the 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 one that was put forth by Plato, who is he said that was put forth by, you know, taught to him by Solon, Solon and, and 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 so uh, and such and such. Uh, for all purposes within that, it's always kind of referred to as like fiction. It's always like that was he was using Atlantis to uh, establish like a philosophic point. It was always something like that. So if there was a record of Atlantis, even if you were like, perhaps they weren't talking about Atlantis, perhaps they were talking about perhaps the Minoan civilization that was kind of lost between then. You know, Minoan civilization spanned between 3000 BC, 1100 BC, you know, all the way back into almost like, uh, you know, that, that is like the beginning of Egyptian culture. Almost, it's 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 like Neolithic almost. And uh, the thing is, it's like for me, and and for a lot of scholars, it it seems to be uh, you can't really do that, or you can't really be like, okay, like that's that's the kind of records that would be contained within the Library of Alexandria. Library of Alexandria being established sometime around in the third century BC. This is, you know, uh, even a thousand years back then is like a long time. Um, the only reason that we know so much about the past is because right now, the time that we live in, we have access to so much technology. We have so much technology. We have so much access to information that allows us to look deeper into the past. Uh, back then, I don't, you didn't really have like archaeologists. You didn't have paleontologists. You didn't have these people who were interested in the history. The, the most that you, the, the most that you might have from those earlier periods in history, like the bronze age probably would have been from oral traditions. You wouldn't have anything, you know, anything really written down because, uh, the, the, like the earliest records that we have from those periods are like Mesopotamian Sumerian clay tablets that we are lucky to find. Right. Yeah. So Code of Hammurabi. Right. So records of Atlantis being being stuck in the Library of Alexandria? Improbable. Like if, if that were well, a, a thing. Well, why not? Because if they were already, if those records were so old, there probably wouldn't have been that many left. And if, you know, if they actually copied the book as they do, like they found this, okay, one ship had one record of this place called Atlantis. They copied it. They kept it there the copy they sent back was already torn and ravaged and it was destroyed would later. Would it even be torn though? Would it, would it even have been on papyrus? Wouldn't it have been on like some type of stone fucking tablet? And that therefore probably wouldn't even have burned. Well, oh, that's also one of the other things we didn't touch, touch on was that, uh, we probably owe the, uh, the development of parchment, uh, 
uh, to the establishment of the Library of Alexandria because papyrus was produced pretty much solely in Egypt. Right. Like it was only there and they didn't care to really export it. Exporting papyrus was extremely expensive. So uh, it got to a point where, you know, Greek and the rest of the Western world were like, you know what, fuck this. Like, we're just going to make our own shit. Like, we're just going to make parchment <laughs> instead of fucking buying you for your fucking reeds, your smash reeds and all shit. I, I just have one critique of your 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 thoughts. Critique. When when you say scholars, I, f- I feel like you need to say my fellow scholars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. Okay. I also think that like, you know, with this, as the city was sacked and controlled by different cultures and different religious groups over time, I believe that the library itself was probably kept, you know, it, it, I do believe it probably um, fell apart you know, in the years after it hit its peak and slowly uh, declined. But I do believe that when this, when the library was sacked, I imagine the, the cultures that took over Alexandria would take information that they deemed important out of the library. So it wasn't public knowledge, basically like a censorship, right? So they would take it, keep it for themselves. They not destroy it, but I also do believe that when they would sack it, they would take stuff that they'd be like, this is important for us to have, but we don't want people to know. But also, I do believe that they would go, and we just want to destroy this other shit because it doesn't line up with anything. We don't give a fuck, and we're going to just erase this. Or they, or they just didn't even know what it was. and like, just yeah. burn. Just get rid of it. Just and burn it. And this is gone. But And they would take chunks out like, we are going to keep this. There is proof bit. of that. Like there, there, there is, it is said that Caesar removed all of like, you know, like, have you, have you heard of the Aryan? Basically like the, it's the, it's the story of Alexander the Great's conquests. Fuck, if you haven't read it, it's called the Aryan read, read it. Okay. It's really entertaining. But it said like those, where that, all that source documentation came from, Julius Caesar took that from the library of Alexandria because he was such a fucking devout, you know. Fan of nerd. Alexander the Great, right? He was a nerd, Alexander, Alexander so, the Great fanboy, right? Yeah, and so he's and he took that, like, just like you said, yeah. right? So, what's stopping all these other people from taking that shit? Just like we talk about the Caliph, uh, Omar, Omar, he says, he basically said, he's like, if any of this stuff agrees with the Quran, then it's that's great and all, but it's irrelevant, so destroy it. And if it goes against anything said in the fucking Quran, it's blasphemy and fucking destroy, destroy it, yeah, allegedly. So, Alleged, well, allegedly, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's up to every single conqueror's discretion and what they want to fucking well, do to this that's place. That's the old time old, the age old saying of histories written by the victors, right? Like you keep what suits your, your cause and you try and destroy what doesn't. And listen, we got a long history of burning books, man. Didn't we just burn a bunch of Harry Potter books not too long ago? <laughs> yeah, but Harry Potter like, sucks. So I mean, like whatever. If you fuck, what are you oh, talking about? That, right. Yeah, that's the only reason you don't like it is because you're in Ravenclaw. Hair bon- hair part- would, if I was in Ravenclaw, I would be upset. Yeah. Nope. Now, what what <laughs> about other like other stuff that could have been lost? Because we still don't have all the records of like you know ancient dynastic Egypt. Like, mm-hmm. so like if because this place is not that far from Cairo and like the Great Pyramids and all the like all that shit. No, it is not that far at all. If if you were if you were going to have a place. Uh, where they would probably have translated like the ancient list of, you know, uh, pharaonic Egypt, or the kings and pharaohs, ancient pharaohs and, and places of Egypt. 
Alexandria would have been a place yeah. to to have those because it was the very much the meeting. It was very much the hub uh, between East and West culture. Like that was the place it was going to be like the, the, the Kings who ruled there were pretty much, they were not just Kings, but they were Pharaohs as well. Um, Alexander was considered a God uh, to the Egyptian people at the time. Like there, there was, there's a whole legend about him going to the Oasis of Siwa and then consulting the Oracle there about what, about his kind of like his origins and being like, am I a god? And then he slept there. He had a dream where the Egyptian god Amun, the, the sun god, came down and told him that, yes, you are my son. You are my progeny. He went back, told everybody, and they were like, yeah, dude. Ah. But here, here, here's the thing. like, <laughs> You know, could there have been possibly scrolls written in the Library of Alexandria that, you know, like you said earlier, Andrew, that depict the Anunnaki or ancient races that would affect some of these religions control of, you know, their conquests because it would directly conflict or, you know, be go against their religion. Mm -hmm. Right. So totally. that information this, would be fucking dangerous to be out there. So those would be like, you would want to destroy those. You'd be like, no, there was no other race because it's, you know, our God was the one that created this and all this other, this is nonsense. But the only thing I could say about that too, though, is like, we, we still know about pagan culture. You know what I mean? And like, at this point in time, it was like Caesar was a pagan, right? You know what I mean? And they were perfectly okay. So isn't pagan just like any like minority religion? Isn't like, it's like an all encompassing term or what exactly is pagan? Paganism? Yeah. Well, I think that's when girls wear it and give it to you. A guy. <laughs> pagan? <laughs> just gotta fucking bring it back. Amen. <laughs> Anything He's, to do with the truth. Can't, <laughs> he, can't, he can't let it go. <laughs> Anyways, what, 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 what were what? we saying? Uh, where do we go? Where do is we that, am I wrong? Pagan, the pagan <laughs> religion? There, I'm sure, you tell I'm me. sure there is a pagan religion. You may know more about it than most people, but... Yeah, I, what, is that what you're saying? <laughs> one, of the, pagan? Uh, one of the things that's usually popular to, to throw out there is that perhaps the Library of Alexandria had, had did contain records of, you know, better... To give us that would have gave us a better understanding of ancient Mesopotamian cultures. It would perhaps even held knowledge of the people who built Gobekli Tepe at some point, even though Gobekli Tepe probably predates written language by it, thousands of years. years <sighs> so, like, yes, but there might be there. You you know we may have lost something that you know from that time that talked about there being a buried structure. Hundred percent, and the reason why. There could have even been more detail. We have no idea. They could have detailed the entire event. Well, like if you're going with the like the Atlantean thing, that's at the same time frame as Gopekli Tepe, right? That's the same like twelve thousand years ago. Was it ten thousand mm -hmm. nine hundred years before Solon, which was whatever, bef sure. whatever before whatever? So if oh, Atlantis was a place or a culture or whatever that was swallowed up by a cataclysm. How, as goes the story, Gobekli Tepe, which we found now, would have been at the same time. So if one was, if Atlantis was true, then they probably would have known about Gobekli Tepe and pr probably more. Like there's, I mean, Gobekli Tepe is what we found now, but everyone knows in another 20, 30, 50 years, they're going to find another thing. They're like, oh shit, this is also at the same time as Gobekli Tepe. And this one, like it's just going to keep going forever. So... 
Yeah, if that if that information was stored there and lost, destroyed, or a combination of both, almost impossible to get back. Really, history is a mystery, man. Now, uh, yeah. what what other s speculations are there about about the Library of Alexandria? Yeah. Um, I, I, there are tons because it's we don't know because it's a mystery. It <laughs> it's gone. Like we don't we don't know where it is. It hasn't been dug up. The main the main buildings that made up the museum this uh, this this ancient research institute this ancient convocation of minds and maesters whatever uh my fellow scholar my fellow ancient scholars. scholars yeah never <laughs> it has never been found it's we don't know where it is like i said at the beginning it's of the show Dan's it's basement. very indiana jones things so there is speculation about where it could possibly be where it could um where you might find it archaeologists now are looking into underwater they're looking to actually like within the mediterranean itself because a lot of alexandria is actually sunk beneath the water so now they're kind of like there there's some uh excavations archaeologists who are you know going through the the ruins of underwater alexandria and being like maybe they could find it somewhere in there or perhaps it is still buried under some building or thing like that well yeah but what we do know what we do know there is now a new library of alexandria there is there is now a uh facility there is a there's a public library that is constructed in the spirit of the library of alexandria yeah there's one in every there fucking town <laughs> i mean yeah yeah <laughs> it's called the public library <laughs> called the public library yes um, yeah, a lot of books yeah, you should visit your public library if fucking, you haven't. Well, not listen, right now because there's a pandemic. Listen, but there's a there's <laughs> a fucking online library of Alexandria, and you can order all the information you want, and yeah. it comes to your house in book Called form if you choose. It actually like predicts what you want it to say too. You just go, "What is?" and it just like knows exactly now, what you're about to type. How now? Like as we're kind of trailing into this. How far do you think we would be set back? And, and and I don't want to get into like the communication aspect, the instant communication of the internet, but how far do you think we would be set back right now if the internet tomorrow, gone? Well, I think as far as like general population, set back because they can't get answers to everything instantly. But everything on the internet is also written at the moment. Yes. It's in, yes. It's but in, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have with it is that like in school, like, listen, I'm a fucking idiot. Comes to math outside of like basic I mean, outside multiplication. Of school too, you are. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah, just, just all in life in general. Just a fucking dummy. Uh, other I than stock, you. I'm killing it on the stock market right now, but that's just pure <laughs> luck. Pure temporary. luck. Uh, temporary. Yeah, it's going in the red for sure. But what I'm saying is that, like, I, I am so reliant on the internet because I didn't really care in school, and be, I I use all this these tools we have as a crutch, basically, to make myself make myself smarter than I actually am. Right by using these tools that we have that we all have access to, smarter in the because immediate short term. Yeah, like right now, <laughs> if everything shut down, like I, I, I'm probably dead. Like <laughs> I could, I could grow some potatoes. Could you grow some potatoes? Could you, could you, yeah, yeah. Could I you grow potatoes? Maybe. I've grown, I've grown, I've I've, I've grown, grown potatoes before. I've grown I, potatoes. I grow them potatoes. Grown. I grow them potatoes before, and I grow them again. <laughs> 
you got to rotate where you grow the potatoes because they suck all the nutrients. I know that. It's five years for the nutrients to come back. That shit I know. It's the Middle Ages. You got to rotate those plots, baby. Rotate those plots. What I'm saying is that, like, we would, like, a lot of people right now, yes, this information is in books, but, like, tomorrow, I would be a fucking moron instantly. Well, you wouldn't be a moron. You're giving yourself way too much yeah. credit here, buddy. You're already a moron, first yes. of all. But that's okay. You could no, I, I get what you're saying. You couldn't hide the fact that you're a moron because you can't yeah. Google anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't hide it. Faking uh, it till you make it is going to be a lot, a lot more difficult. More difficult yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I've always, <clears throat> I've always thought like everyone says like, okay, this library burned down. We lost. Let's say let's go with the upper echelon of four hundred thousand books or scrolls sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also like, you know, like all over Europe at this time, there wasn't just this place as the only library. There was still hundreds of thousands of books printed and rescribed all over the place. So I I would imagine that there was probably some stuff that just made its way there and it, maybe that all the other copies got destroyed and the last remaining stuff was at Alexandria. Sure, probably, but not like all of all of a human advancement at the time, all across the entire like civilized, like all of Europe and through Northern Africa and Middle East, like like Syria and all those like areas there. There's no way that just losing this one library set us back. I don't think like some people say a thousand years, like we might be in, you know, we might be have colonies on every planet in the solar system right now. If we didn't lose this library is sometimes you hear I, that's ludicrous. <laughs> But no, they say like, like a thousand, if we're a thousand, if we lost a thousand years, right? Yeah, it's 30, it's year 3,020 right now, 21. Yeah, we're all fucking, we all got Neuralinks, we're all connected, we're all playing Ready Player yeah. One video games, we're on every planet, there's Air like a fucking solar system speed, internet. You know, warp speed Relax. technology. That, I'd still be on N64, That's man. That's, uh, that's a hard thing to say because like, w once you get to a certain point of innovation and stuff, it starts to grow exponentially. So it's like, yes, at that certain point in time, possibly it set us back a thousand years. Maybe. But like, I don't believe that like, if it didn't burn, we now would be like, you know, floating fucking auras, driving flying cars in year 3020, like f f perfect type one civilization. Right, harnessing the power of our oh, no, I don't believe that in the in a second. Well, think think about this because this is the one thing I've heard that uh, obviously there's no proof, but like people say, like okay, like those the ancient mega structure pyramids and stuff of Egypt and other places where some type of like low level level power generation and the obelisks were the receivers sure. and that's why they had you know they had these lights. Maybe we lost that information. Conductive materials, you know. So I'm just saying hypothetically, uh, yeah. say that was say this was. Like they, there was some different physics that we didn't know about that these people had figured out how to generate at least light emitting electricity. Sure. If that wasn't, say we didn't lose that and that the pyramids are built in what, what was it? 2,500 BC or mm -hmm. whatever they say. If we didn't lose that and that, like if the library of Alexandria was the last remaining bastion of this information and it got out then and we started building power generation back in the year 300 BC. Maybe we might be a lot farther ahead, but that's a big ass speculative. Yeah, but maybe, maybe the pyramid, maybe the pyramid back then, like we, it took that structure in what you're saying, that entire structure, 
to light the equivalent of a light bulb today. Maybe it was like this big, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, but like, to be honest, you would be like, you build that pyramid. It's enormous. And it lights that single light bulb that we have today. And everyone would be like, whoa, (laughs) holy (laughs) shit. This is next. You know, it'd be, it'd be, it's like the equivalent of like old computers back then when you'd have like what one gigabyte. It was like a fucking warehouse. No, I just 30 years ago. I just seen like a video of them unloading a old like IBM five megabyte hard drive five megabytes like the size of a like back in the day old floppy disk one of those little floppy disks yeah five megabytes 1968 was the size of a truck mm-hmm. and there's like eight guys unloading it and like wheeling it in <laughs> it was five fucking megabytes man yeah man maybe maybe the pyramid maybe the pyramid was one megabyte you know what i'm saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like who knows <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i'm just I, just I i just always thought like there's no way losing just one library can erase all of human ingenuity because there was there was a lot more. Dan, I, I think you actually have in the notes. I don't have them up right now, but you, there was some other ones of equal proportion almost mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was tons. There was a few in the Middle East that got fucking sacked and destroyed. I can't remember. Well, the you name have of uh, technically the the rival to the Library of Alexandria was the Library of Pergamon, which is in Turkey, modern day Turkey. And we actually know where that one is because we do, that has been excavated. There are the foundations that we have. And that one was said to have housed at least 200,000 scrolls. So at the very small, like at the biggest scale, it was half the size of Alexandria, right. and the Pergamon, which is still huge. The Pergamon was like an actual, it was a contemporary to the Library of Alexandria. So this was, they were built within kind of like the same time, within a couple hundred years or so. And um, like, like Zell says, the Library of Alexandria was not the only library. There were tons of other libraries. Like there is... Um, it, not it was only the, within it was, it was the Harvard, it was the Harvard of the day. Like it was the mind. Yeah, it, it was certainly best scholars. Or, or from what we understand or what we know, um, it, it was probably the largest within the Western world, at least within the Mediterranean. It was the largest and probably the most like documented. Well, like when you look at it this way, none of these other libraries, I'm assuming we're in this fucking perfect right. of a position yeah. to be in this mm-hmm. major hub right. port city that is the fucking go-to place to be and then have the fucking legislation that if you come right. here we're confiscating right. you everything didn't you didn't have <laughs> you didn't have this place the perfect location to trading from you know inland africa what is located in there you know gold and and resources and all those things that come up from inland africa within the nile uh to there to go out to trade within the greek hellenistic world at the time you didn't have any place that was probably uh you know couldn't it couldn't have been in a more perfect location in order to become the hub of information for the ancient western world well the other thing is too is like I don't believe that any really important information would be available to every member of the public. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I don't believe that if something was important, they'd be like, you know where we should put this? In that fucking library where we put everything well, else. Well, technically. Like I said before, the like, a library of Alexandria wasn't a, yeah, available it was to a, the public. It was a royally c- controlled. It was very like the only scholars that were able to access the what I'm saying is there was still, I, I guarantee 
Per personal guarantee. <laughs> personal guarantee. You heard it here first. <laughs> you had a personal guarantee that there was like there was a there was some offsite place where like some real important stuff. Was I mean, yeah, stored. A, a lot of uh, you know royalty back in the day, aristocracy would have probably had their own private collections, but that still is a thing yeah. today. That is still a thing yeah. within not only yeah, not only about money. books, not only about scrolls, not only about those things, but you have probably private collections that contain things like one of a kind fucking dinosaur bones, like one of a kind uh, artifacts Man. from Egypt, one of a kind artifacts from Can the ancient world. They're, they're, imagine the amount of historical fiction that the Vatican has. And it's I, fucking, I, dude, I guarantee vast. you the well, it doesn't make sense for the Vatican to. I, I get it. They like they have their library, but I'm like, if there's information, some people are like, oh, if the Vatican, maybe they probably have books on proving that there is no God and no Christ and this shit. I'm like, why wouldn't you just destroy it? You just destroy get that rid shit. Of it. Yeah. Honestly, you would just get rid of it. Why would you hold something that would like the dagger to your own heart? Why would you keep it? Like, you'd be like, ah, that's that. That's one for the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't believe the Vatican has that kind of information because you would just destroy it. Like why you would be an idiot. If, if all of a sudden, you know, it's 2025 and they give uh, your boys access to the Vatican and we find books and scrolls proving that all this shit's made up. I'm going to, I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to say, I'm like, why do not you guys destroy these? Yeah, you idiots. What <laughs> this the fuck's is wrong you with idiots? You? Morons. <laughs> Uh, I don't need the Library of Alexandria to tell me that you need to fucking burn these. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah, I don't. Yeah, it is one of those things where it's just like, I. This topic is very cool because it's just again, it is a lost thing. It's very much like we talked about the uh, the 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 great the uh the tomb of chin shi huang or whatever the first emperor the first chinese emperor it's like Jin Shuang, yeah it's, it's literally lost like we don't know where it is we've never been able to find it we have all of these stories about it we have all these anecdotes about you know people went to go there we we know that uh you know famous minds aristosthenes and you know archimedes all these people that we know are like household names within western culture like we've heard about these people and they studied here but we don't know where this place is like we've never found it yeah it's just it's, it's just really cool and what have what knowledge could have been and uh contained there we don't we don't exactly know everything that was been was contained there but we no do chance. know from the pinnakees the the actual uh cataloging of the things we do have parts of it Apparently, most of it has been lost, but we do have like a kind of like uh, uh, parts of it, pieces of it, that remnants that uh, archaeologists have been lucky enough to find. And it gives us kind of an idea of what is with that was within there. And it seems to be that a lot of the collections of the uh, of the museum of the Library of Alexandria, it's not necessarily like histories and things like that. It's mostly like dramas and crit and philosophy that were actually located that were actually kept within the thing. It actually seems to be that like histories and science were actually a smaller section than you had all of these things of um, you know dramas 
all the comedy and and, maybe, and philosophy. Maybe that goes like to what that. Braden was saying, though. Maybe they kept that stuff in a separate spot and kept it fucking protected. Well, dude, they had animals and shit there, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, well, we don't know. We don't know for sure if they had animals there. It's been loosely mentioned. That's that's not been proven. Yeah, we, do, we don't even know where like, the fucking place you know, is. Back then, you know, science wasn't like a one hundred percent thing. It wasn't like it wasn't like this is like still his. It is, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's like why would you you know why would you write stuff down why would you keep all these things like who who would really back then like who would give a shit i'd rather have stuff that's like you know uh critic critiques on dramas on philosophies these things that's like are, are <clears throat> you know even back then are like widely accessible i can read these i don't really need to learn euclidean geometry because that's difficult i don't give a shit about that i can read this this funny uh, I can read this drama, this comedy or whatever, and then I can read somebody's, uh, you know, basically Reddit comments on well, all of this shit, because that's apparently there's a lot, a lot of. So the, what you're saying, it's uh, the library. Alexandria was just basically Yelp reviews. Yeah, it was basically just a ton. It will probably like a good percentage of it was just shit. Ninety five percent Yelp <laughs> just, reviews. Dude, just think about this. Think about like what's consumed the most in humanity today. It's all entertainment and comedy and, you know, it's not, no one knows fuck all about science or what's new in science. What are the new breakthroughs? You barely hear about that. You might hear about it if you subscribe to some of like the science channels, you might hear about like, oh, new battery technology uh, proposed in this country. Or like you might hear some like stuff, yeah. but mm -hmm. that's such a small percentage the same thing you go to the grocery store you get the stuff that sustains you to live all your food you go to the checkout aisle you look and it goes royal family henry and Meghan markle are no longer royalty You're like who gives a fuck that what does that have to do with anything about humanity how is that news and why is that important but that's what people know and consume on a daily basis Sure. All that this is very good point. Was just yeah. filled with all the fucking gossip. Yeah, yeah. it's this. Yeah, the well, it would be dramas and stuff, and being like, why this this drama is good, why this drama is bad. Like, listen, it's just like, listen. Yeah. If I've learned anything from Batman and versus Superman, it's important to know <laughs> your adversary's mom's name. <laughs> but also, too, like I don't know. This is a fucking very different time. It's true. Our brains are consumed with so much other shit. You're at work. You work fucking like I work twelve hours a day. When I get off work, I want to fill my head with useless bullshit. This is a different time where you had time to explore and to learn. Did you, though? And to fucking practice things. Did, did the common person have time? Like, you're not really. Well, not Maybe, the common person. Not the royalty. common person. If you're thinking royalty, the people who probably visited this this library the most. Yeah, but the common person at this point in time couldn't even fucking read anyways. Sure. So they can't fucking read these gossip tabloids that supposedly well, were there. So that's irrelevant. Some common people the could people read. That There's could, just way less the, percentage than now. The only people that are going into this place and that can fucking read these things are educated people to begin with. <laughs> it's true. Maybe. Right? I don't, I guess I don't know that for sure. This but. is like, fuck, this is Harvard at the time. You're not having some yeah. fucking potato walking in there being like, hey man, where's the fucking tabloids? <laughs> Where's the fucking Archie comics? It's you not like I mean? nobody like, could read at all. Zero people. No, but only the, but at this point it was only the intellectuals, the people that were fucking curious and wanted to learn and to teach. Right, intellectuals and royalty, like, you know, relatively yeah. affluent, you know, aristocracy. Those people would probably be able to read. But not, so not just, not, there's not like if you weren't royalty or anything, there was not, not like there was zero people who could read. It was just a lot less percentage than now. 
Yeah. Even if you could read, doesn't mean you could get into the fucking library, right? You had to Not have an in. One. You had to be there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, the, Andrew, I'm with you because that's like that's like saying like Dan here. Dan's not going to read tabloids. I mean, I am. I like I like the <laughs> Weekly World News. Like, I'm I'm a boy. moron, right? So why would this library be filled with stuff that amuses just morons? Well, it's Listen, filled. It's filled I, with the drama amount of time I spent on the Detroit Lions Reddit page reading fucking bullshit. Dan's not spending any time doing any of that stupid shit. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm like, just saying the on. library. Like, if you look into it, the library was like full of like all the comedy and the plays and all the stuff that was not really for intellectuals. It was, right. That stuff's for common people, not to read necessarily, but to enjoy, like through right. stage or whatever. But hmm. either way. Was it though? I don't know. I don't know. I, do, we don't do know. We really it burnt know? fucking down. We don't even know where we it is. <laughs> we have no idea. We don't even know how many fucking scrolls are in there. We got no clue. <laughs> the whole thing fucking yeah. burnt. It's gone. It's we gone. Don't know. Yeah, we don't it's know. Gone. We got no fucking idea. It's gone. Forget the library. <laughs> On to the next library. Yeah. I, uh, great library down here in Kelowna probably has 200,000 books, I bet. Yeah, way more oh, books than the fucking library of Alexandria. Alexandria, do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But at the uh, same time, final conclusions, I'm going to go with if there was like the history of Egypt and all that stuff, it probably was in the closest proximity giant library. And if it was destroyed or by whatever means, that's probably the reason we don't have concrete evidence of exactly what happened back, you know, 2,500, 3,000 years ago. It's fucking. It, it got destroyed. Either it was burnt on purpose, or it, it was lost through time, or whatever. But I, I just, I, I have a, have a hard time believing that. I think but it's not here. Yeah, I, I, yes. But my point is that I have a hard time believing that because I have a hard time believing that someone who believed that, like, hey, we need to keep all this knowledge, would is also the same person that is like. We should keep it all in one giant pile of kindling. <laughs> like all together, no other copies, just one. There were copies. It was copied from other people and they yeah. were given the fucking copies back. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So it's like, did we lose that much information? And I believe the most important stuff would have been destroyed by other religions and other cultures conquering stuff that would like contradict their culture or their religion or their beliefs. They would destroy it because what's the point of keeping that information that people could read and be like, hey, wait a minute. What you're telling us doesn't make sense because of this scroll. Have you read this scroll? Uh, <laughs> no, you torch it. You torch that shit. There you go. Andrew, what do you think? Well, like like I just mentioned, like I'm not entirely sure that there's any of this like key missing information because the majority of the stuff, as we learned, was copied. They copied it and gave copies back to these merchant ship merchants and whatnot. So those those copies would still exist. That being said, the one thing that jumps out at me, it's like we still have no idea how this fucking library <laughs> yeah. was created. We don't know why. We don't know where. And you're going to tell me that at no point in the existence of that library, they didn't have a fucking book explaining the library <laughs> where it was founded <laughs> had some fucking cool pictures of it or something like that. That makes me curious. And then it goes back just to the pack that how many times was Alexandria conquered in that time many. frame after the Ptolemies, the Ptolemy Ptolemies. era, the Ptolemy, Ptolemies. sorry, the Ptolemy areas. The P is silent. Ptolemies. I've been drinking. Leave me alone. Read things so phonetically. How many times, 
how many times has it been fucking conquered? You know what I mean? I think those that library was fair game every time it was conquered, and they went in and decided what existed and what didn't. Yeah, I agree. And that's my per that that's my opinion. But who the fuck knows? Because nobody has any idea. There you go, Dan. What do you think? <laughs> Wrap this one up. Um, this is very much one of those things that uh, people always hear about uh, the Library of Alexandria. They're like, "Oh, it burnt down, and we lost all these thousands of years of knowledge." And it's like, well, not really. To to Andrew's point, uh, very much I agree. Where it is that if it was really important, it would have been written down somewhere else. The Library of Alexandria was not the singular and only library that existed in the Hellenistic period. And actually, like the rec the recording of histories. <laughs> Is not something that goes back really all that far within his uh, within like the the time that the library was built. Like we weren't recording history on things like that. Papyrus and parchment and those things were at at that time were kind of like cutting edge materials. It wasn't like something that we had really been uh, keeping on. The oldest materials that we know that people were writing on were clay tablets, which we found in the um, what was it the the Mesopotamian or like the Babylonian library of Ashura Panal or something like that. It's like, that's where they found the original uh, clay tablets that had the epic code of Hammurabi. Uh, well, epic of Gigglemesh. Gigglemesh was actually it, it recorded inside of those. And so it's not like all of this stuff is lost. Did we lose a lot of information then? Probably a lot of information that would give us a more complete picture of the time that people lived in and, and you know, what, what current attitudes were and, and kind of like what the cultural... Uh, what the cultural atmosphere was like at that time, we probably lost a lot of that, which is sad, yes. But it wasn't something that happened like uh, everybody kind of has this picture of the library of, uh, burning down or them throwing skulls, uh, skulls, skull, uh, scrolls, 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 scrolls out into the, uh, into the Nile, turning it black with ink or using the scrolls to uh, heat the, the bathhouses within the city. That, that stuff probably never happened happened uh that that stuff is just exaggerations hyperbole whatever um the library just fell into disrepair much like things did during a turbulent time uh in turbulent times within history after the the rise of the roman empire uh alexandria kind of fell out of favor it 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 lost a lot of its you know political and economic influence throughout the 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 <laughs> the centuries that it was there. So 200, 300 years, that's a long time. <laughs> and that is plenty of time for a library or things like that, that were supported by a royalty that fell out of favor. And then we could see that they were plagued by civil wars and things like that within their own cities and within their own country, uh, own area. And that's plenty of time for a library to fall into disrepair and all the thing to kind of just decline. So uh, this is very much one of those things where people get like it, it get it gets pulled into the kind of like uh, you know paranormal uh, lost history kind of thing where it's like if it's Greek or it's Egyptian it has to have something to do with aliens or Atlantis one Zeus. of the two Alexandria is the the amalgamation perfect amalgamation of both Egyptian and and Greek culture so obviously it has to have both Atlantis and right. aliens but. Kind of, it might have. Doesn't. Don't know. Yeah. Because we don't know where it is. <laughs> so, there but you go. I think it's, eh, yeah, I just. And listen, if you're $10 uh, or more on our Patreon, look at our, look at the picks we give out. <laughs> <laughs> really focus on the picks we're giving out. 
because we're throwing a couple out there that we don't think you're going to pick. Don't pick those ones again. <laughs> this was a good right. topic. I still think it's was, a good topic because you get it. It's was a good that, topic. It's a good topic. Was that dramatic pause or you just wasted yeah, well, it? I'm fucking wasted. both, I think. Oh, man. That, that was, was great. great. I'm wasted. That's that dead eye stare. In the it's a good topic. <laughs> it is. It's obviously, it's. There's a reason why everyone knows about this. It's a reason why I put it on there is that people ask for it. And so it's just not. Yeah, but there's no conspiracies. There's no aliens to it. It's just crazy. It's just a crazy time in history that we know of. Because it was fucking. It was birds. We get it. (laughs) There's no foundations. We don't even know where it is. We don't know how big it was. We don't know anything about it. I'm fully torqued. Boom. There you go. I'm fully fucking but, torqued. I got my history nerd boners fucking raging. I enjoyed right now. it. I like that period of history. I was like, I love it. it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's and this has been another episode of historians. History. His, historizing. Historizing. Uh, history historians historizing. Uh, anyways, why don't, why don't we get into a little bit of space, space news? Space news? Space. Space. Space news. That's <laughs> what happens when we record Saturdays. Saturday nights get fucking. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Okay, there's really only one space news tonight we gotta talk about. Yeah, uh, Perseverance. Holy shit! Did you guys? Any of you guys watch it? I didn't watch it live. I watched the shame on you highlight. Andrew, you watch it? I don't even know what you're talking about. Shame on you. Motivational posters. I I saw the photos from the lander. Yeah. Shame on you. What is Perseverance? Get the fuck out of here. Um. So it's NASA's uh, NASA's new rover. Um, NASA? NASA. NASA's, NASA. NASA's NASA. new rover. Let's talk about NASA. Uh, landed on the red planet February 18th. I legit had anxiety watching because there was like a surprisingly high chance. 50%. That it just, that it just cr- crashed. It is just wrecked. <laughs> well, it's, and they're like, ah. It's amazing that we had NASA. three either uh, probes or rovers land within a week yeah. on Mars. We had the UAE, and we had the China, and now we have and then NASA. All it took was a little competition. Another NASA. Everybody this is like fifth there. rover? Like fifth or sixth rover. So the rover, rover yeah. landed February 18th after an unfathomably fast plunge through the atmosphere followed by a rapid deceleration thanks to a never before used sky crane. The sky crane then guided the robotic laboratory the remaining 65 feet to the surface using cables. Dropped it down. It's produced labor- laboratory. And it sent, it sent its first photo of Mars grayscale. I was like, you can hook that thing up with a fucking color camera? What Just, the fuck? It, it takes too long for the bandwidth to come through initially. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, some there's some rocks. Looks pretty good. It looks pretty dry and looks pretty, pretty red. Mersey. Um, so this <laughs> rover is going to be looking for signs of life. It's going to be <laughs> Mars know, cruising is around. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed again. Well, we don't know yet. Mars is gray. Confirmed. <laughs> right now. It's got the gray scale. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's a uh, it's an exciting time. They it's it's the most advanced rover we've ever had on Mars. It still blows my mind that it lands and within seconds it sends a photo. I'm like, how do, how does that work? Like, holy fuck! Like, it's not well. What it's like? It's uh, like four four minutes to Mars, light light minutes or something like that. Yeah. So what you're five minutes Mars? Yeah, you're you're seeing 
So what you're seeing is actually five minutes behind. So like it lands, it takes a picture and sends it. You watch it land and it sends a picture like, oh shit, it sent it so yeah. fast, but no, it sent it five minutes ago. But what's the band? Six, yeah, six, but 30 still, seconds to Mars? Dude, 30 we, seconds to hey, Mars. We have a we have a fucking, fucking we have Leto. a piece of what's that little what's the what's that little rover looking movie? Um uh, short circuit. We got a little short circuit Johnny bot. Five. Johnny <laughs> we got Johnny Five on Mars right now, sending back pictures. Uh, from another planet, and we're getting them within five minutes. I'm like, to me, I'm like, this is fucking insane. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the space news for today. That's all we had for space. Yeah, news. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be looking for signs of past microbial life. Get so, it? So it landed in the Jezaro <laughs> crater, which is like a 28 mile wide like crater on Mars in the northern hemisphere. And it looks like it used to be a large, like, like river delta into a lake. Like a, they say, the la a lake probably the size of, like Lake Tahoe, like fairly, yeah, uh, fairly big lake. So it's gonna be looking for that. It's gonna be looking for uh, past evidence of Mars geology and climate. Library actually, of Alexandria. A, uh, it, Mars is qu equivalent of the Library of Alexandria. This thing actually has a fucking chopper. We don't know where it is. Could be there, dude. You have no idea. <laughs> this rover has a chopper attached to it. Which will yep. actually take off from the rover and go take pictures and shit and like land That's back cool. on the rover. They, they're space copter. They they are saying though that the rover is only supposed to last thirty days because they're expecting it to probably to crash or something. But oh, the helicopter. Yeah, so they're hoping it gets Bummer. one helicopter. Yeah, it's a fucking chopper. Space like, copter. That's badass. And it flies around with the camera and it's supposed to land back on the rover or whatever. But they're expecting it. It's not the first. It's not the first space helicopter though. I think it is. No, what's it's the not. first? Uh, the Thanos copter. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. That's there real. Had to get from fucking planet Titan to Earth, so space. Yeah. So the oh, the perseverance right. is uh supposed to be the first step, or the last of the steps, I guess I should say, before humans inevitably touch down on Mars sometime in the future. I mean, uh, Tesla or Elon Musk always says like, oh, 2024, but he's definitely jumping the gun. I bet. I bet. But Event eventually, eventually someone's gonna drop there, and they're never gonna come back, and they're gonna be the first pioneers to die on Mars. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> fuck that! You just know um, what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen if someone goes to Mars. Someone's dying there. All right. Uh, why don't we fire up the random Tron plug in fan story? I'm I want to read a fan story tonight. I'm drunk. Let's see how we can if I can read it. <laughs> can he read? I'm drunk for what? What are you drinking? You got a for mug there? I'm drunk. Just get a coffee mug. He's got an itchy arm. Holy oh, shit, we're at dope. fucking hour 45 already? Time, time I thought it was like final thoughts like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Who thought we could go this hard on fucking... Right, you should Not have me. You should have Not it. me. You get it? You get it? <laughs> Boy, I got it. I got it. All right. This is from... Uh... Why aren't you holding it up? Show us. What type of paper is it on? It's, it's on, on a papyrus. It's, it's is... on a papyrus. Come on. Hold it up. I want to see the scroll. It's a papyrus <laughs> scroll here. Oh, look at that papyrus. Oh, uh, this is from Enrique Iglesias. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias. I will stand by. No, you I should get his name because he, he he roasted me earlier today. You got so, you got uh, you got time to get his name. What's his name? What did he, let's see what it is. What did he do? He roasted me. 
earlier today. About what? Uh, Juan Rubio. This is from Juan Rubio. He said I could use his name. Boom. Uh, I have several stories for y'all, but I'm going to stick with stick to two of my ghost stories. I don't really believe in ghosts, but these are definitely strange occurrences regardless. Mm. About four or five years ago, I moved from my small town in hell to Aurora, Colorado, basically Denver, to start a new job. I was living in a hotel for a while. I saved up enough money for an apartment. One night, I heard a strange noise, loud enough to rouse me from my sleep. It was the door to my hotel room. I opened my eyes, looked to the left, and I could see light pouring in from the open door. So I tried to sit up and grab my gun. But I... Gun? What are you playing? Dude, the States is a crazy place that you just have loose guns in your hotel room. I'm just oh, yeah. This is... Yeah. Wild. Um, Try to grab my... Buddy, listen. He guy saw what happened to Lisa Lamb. Yeah. He's coming fucking... Grab my gun. Locked and loaded. But I couldn't move. All I could do was stare at the open door. Then I saw a silhouette of a tall figure move into the doorway. Stop and just stand there. I began to panic, breathing heavily and trying with all my will to move so I could protect myself, but to no avail. The figure started to approach ever so slowly until it was directly over me, looking down at my torso. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Easy. Good. Hopefully you were laying on your back uh, With nothing but <laughs> Malvolence Emanating from every pore Of this being What? Say that again sorry <laughs> Malevolence? It says male, male Malevolence, Malevolence? Malevolence? It's spelt <laughs> Malevolence okay. Emanating from every pore Of this being I mean, I At this point Coming out of my pores all the time you done? <laughs> At this point, I am breathing so hard, sweating, and trying to scream, but I can do nothing, just watch. Then suddenly, I shot up, startling myself as well as the figure, and I immediately turned away to grab my gun off the nightstand. When I looked back, there was nothing there. The door was shut. There was a light on in the room that I don't recall leaving on, but everything else was secure. The door had the chain on it and everything. Even typing this fills me with anxiety. Listen, I would even at least give a couple desk pops just to let them know. It was it was just so brutal. It didn't look at me in the <laughs> face. Business. It just stared <laughs> at my chest. Why? The most terrifying experience of my life. As as far as fun goes, I'd give it a five out of ten. A five out of ten. <laughs> it's still pretty good. Uh, it's not bad. The last one is actually kind of sweet. About eight or ten years ago, I had this beautiful cat named Mary Jane. MJ for short. And we spent tons of time together. I love that kitty. She would often like kitty. get up on the bed, walk from the back of my head to the crook of my knee, and nestle in to sleep. Unfortunately, she caught Fip. I don't know what FIP is, and passed away quite young. Sorry to hear that. That sucks. Rest in peace, MJ. Rest, Rest in peace. peace, MJ. Obviously, it hurt a lot, and I was so sad. Uh, she was absolutely awesome, and I have another cat that was just a baby when I had her. 
but she will always be my MJ. Uh, anyways, after she passed, I felt phantom paws moving down the bed Ooh. and stopping by my knee. Exactly how it felt when she used to do that. So I'd look up expecting to see my other cat, Freckles, but he was just hanging out on my closet clothes pile. I chalked it up to just being so accustomed to it that my mind was just imagining it. This still happens to this very day, every night, like I said before. I don't believe in ghosts, really, logically, uh, but I like to think that is my little MJ, nestling in my knee for the night after a long day of murdering ghost mice. <laughs> uh, those are my ghost stories anyway. Uh, there is another involving an old adobe house, children, and an ancient skeleton of Native American found in the basement wall, but I don't feel like typing it today. Maybe next time. Call it in. I love this podcast, and I truly hope y'all can c continue it for a long time. You guys are awesome, except for Braden Bitch Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he does have he bitch, does nuts. bitch nuts. Uh, wrong. Much love. If y'all take a vacation to hell, hit me up. I got the trips. Right on. Uh, feline infectious peritonitis. Uh -huh. It's a gastrointestinal inflammation, like inflammatory disease. Uh -huh. Sad. Shitty. Rest in peace, MJ. We love you. That's it. Uh, that's it for uh, UFO case file. Good, two that's good ghost stories. Couple good ghost stories. All right. Kind of ended shitty. Actually, it was kind of a shitty ghost story. Actually, the guy who typed is probably a loser. No big deal. <laughs> Dude, it's all good. <laughs> Having bitch nuts isn't that yeah, bad. It's all, it's all good. I don't bitch okay. nuts. Whatever. He's never seen my nuts. How do you, how do you I've know? I've seen him. You do have bitch nuts. Well, how did he know? <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> email him beforehand? <laughs> Sent you a picture. All right. Uh, this been this been going long, so let's wrap this one up. Andrew, we got a theorite of the week. Oh, do we ever? We got our theorite of the week this week is Sam Kaposvari with his unreal fucking casting of the ATT fucking movie. Oh, we got. That was funny. Okay, listen, I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm going to be, I honestly, Zell, I think is being played by a young Bill Paxton, I did, I, but I, I could didn't be recognize wrong. who that was. Well, Bill Paxton is dead. I don't so know who I mean, that is. Right? <laughs> young. Yeah, but young you never Bill. know. So post posthumously playing sure. him. Um, we have Braden being played by a triple chinned right. Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. It's good. Very very pale, I like that. Very sickly I like looking. That. It looks it's very like, appropriate. It's not sexy Vince Vaughn when he was young. It's like the worst Vince Vaughn you could possibly see. <laughs> it's no, not I'm Lost World like, Vince Vaughn. It's yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's chins. It's fucking chins. Chins on chins. Vince, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. He's got a it's few good. chins. This is like Vince Vaughn after like six months of like he was highly depressed and drinking every day. And I was like, you know what? It's, it it looks good. good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, Dan is being played by a young, very sexy Sir Anthony Sir Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Sir Anthony yeah, Hopkins. That. I don't know if he was a Sir at this time, but he's fucking looking good. Um, I'm being played by Sucre. I don't know his real name, but the guy from Prison yeah. Break. Okay, yeah, I've gotten that before. I'll take it. I mean, I think I have a better hairline than him, but that's mm. fine. That's besides Debatable. the point. But he's. Fucking creamy beige, just like me. So I get it. That's it's it's on automatic. And then we do have a Let's runner, do a runner up. up. Is yeah, it Brandon Amada. Yeah. yeah, is it Brandon Amada? Yeah, with his unreal fucking twisted T meme with with uh, Mister fucking David Ick. David I don't Ick. care if it's Ike. It's Ick to me. It's all that matters. T cockroach rock. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, it's Ick. Ooh. Well, fucking it's Icky here, buddy. Suck it. Make we'll make sure to. Uh, 
make that a little. We'll put it at the top of the Facebook group if you haven't seen it. Shit makes me it makes me laugh every time. All of them. It was really good. Shit. If you're not supporting on our Patreon, head over to patreoncom podcast for the live stream, the early access, the Discord, the bonus, all the other good shit that comes with it. This week's newest Patreon supporters. We got a little more volume on this music here. Here we go. Here we do. Frankie, Leo Barsenis, Christopher Buxleazy the fourth went up. Vaughn Vibrance, thank you very much. Culture, Culture Apology went up from three to five. Ethan Wilson, ten dollar pledge by Sir Barris. Nick. Esparza. Two back-to-back full-year pledges by Trevor Jones and Joshua Burge. Trevor. Man, we gotta do this for a whole other year. <laughs> yeah, no stopping. Never, we can never stop. And last <laughs> pledge of the week is Jessica Rios. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the sky. See you in after hours.